0: everybody. I am Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for today, April 19th, 2021. As always, click that subscribe button right here on YouTube and tap that notification bell and maybe you'll see our videos in your feed. Today, we've got three stories and I'm going to get to them quick. First off, just all hell is breaking loose across the country right now. I mean, it's just, it's just real and it is what it is, but we are seeing mass riots and violence, and I would say at this point, some level of domestic terrorism by Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and it is being pushed by progressive politicians who are either slightly condoning it, full on exacerbating it, looking the other way, some combination of all of those, uh, particularly highlighted by Maxine Waters, who is a congresswoman here in Los Angeles. If I'm not mistaken, she's a congresswoman for like South Central LA, which is a pretty depressed economic uh, part of uh, Los Angeles, uh, but she lives in Hancock Park, which is sort of like living in Beverly Hills in a, I think a $5 million mansion. So she's doing okay after all this, but she had some crazy comments while she was down in uh, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota this weekend, so we're gonna get to that. Uh, then there's just like a whole bunch of new information about lockdowns how and how ineffective they were, and we're gonna break uh, we're gonna break into some of the numbers so that you actually have a little bit of information so that you can talk to your Blue Anon relatives. Uh, And finally, uh, Anthony Fauci, the Fauciist, was all over the Sunday shows yesterday. All he is at this point is basically just a PR machine who one week says one thing, one week says the other thing, the next week says some like half version of both of those things. He was on all the Sunday shows and he really, it's becoming obvious, doesn't really know what he's doing. I mean, I just don't even know any other way to discuss it. So we're gonna get to all of that. And then I'm gonna leave you today uh, with a little little warmth, a little takeaway that I think you're gonna enjoy. Uh, Oh, and I should tell you that I'm actually in a particularly good mood today because as of Saturday, I have finished my next book. I have sent it to the publisher. Well, I've sent it to my editor. So I haven't finished, finished, like finish, finish, finished but I've finished the initial writing part of it, and now I get it to my editor, and it's kind of funny, because I did not expect to write a second book so quickly, and uh, Don't Burn This Book came out on April 28th of 2020, and somehow 51 weeks later, I managed to get another manuscript in there, and I think you're really gonna dig it. We'll have an announcement on the title and when it's coming out and a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, hopefully in the next couple weeks. Uh, All right, let's get to it, but before we do, I wanna talk to you guys about Black Rifle Coffee, of which I'm drinking a little bit right now, God, that's good. Uh, I'm super thrilled, guys, to have Black Rifle Coffee as one of our newest sponsors on the show. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffees to people who love America. Yeah, there still are a few. Veteran CEO and founder Evan Hafer spent over seven years on the ground overseas with U.S. Special Forces, and as a CIA contractor, Evan even modified his gun trucks during the invasion of Iraq to grind coffee anywhere, giving back to those who serve as at the core of Black Rifle Coffee Company's culture. In 2020, Black Rifle Coffee donated more than 6 million cups of coffee to deployed soldiers, law enforcement officials, and medical workers through their signature buy-a-bag, give-a-bag initiatives. This this month, Black Rifle Coffee is introducing a new line of ready-to-drink canned coffee. The new 15-ounce coffee comes with 300 milligrams of caffeine per can, 100%. Colombian coffee, high quality ingredients, and an energizing blend of MCT oil and amino acids to fuel your energy and focus for whatever mission lies ahead. Whether you're, big, uh, whether you're on a big hunt or a cross-country road trip, Ready to Drink 300 gives you a convenient way to enjoy premium coffee when you don't have the time or equipment to make your own brew. Be among the first to try the new 300 in two delicious flavors, caramel, vanilla, and rich mocha. I've tried them both, and they'll give you some energy, people, I promise you. Order your coffee at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Rubin and use the promo code Rubin for 20% off your first purchase. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Make your mornings better with Black Rifle Coffee. And now back to me, all right, there's a lot to get to, a lot to get to. So look, we all, you've all seen the videos and we're gonna show you some of the videos and I'm gonna try not to, as I always do, I'm gonna try not to bludgeon you with the endless violence to make you scared, but I think it's important to know that there's some seriously bad stuff happening throughout the country Uh, Most of it's focused in Minnesota right now, but of course, it's always happening in Portland. It's happening in Seattle. It's happening in DC. It's happening in New York. And we're just sort of letting it happen, right? We're just kind of letting it happen. Remember uh, January 6th? Remember the insurrection of January 6th where apparently nobody even had a gun? And now we're finding out that the law enforcement actually let people into the Capitol. Well, that sort of caused the second impeachment of Trump and it caused, um, you know, all sorts. We've got to look at domestic terrorists. We've got to start spying people on, you know, spying on. People more and, and the rest of it. Well, now it's seemingly happening all over the country, but it's happening from the left. So you're not hearing out it. Uh, you're not hearing about it as much as you might hear about it if it was happening out of the right, wouldn't you say? Well, anyway, Maxine Waters, who's a congresswoman here in California, who I think has been one of the biggest instigators of the violence, of the rhetoric, of the "burn it all down" sort of sentiment that's going throughout the country right now. She was out there with the protesters in Brooklyn Center. Uh, yesterday. And let's take a look.
1: And so, yes, I would like to see the bill in Congress pass on police reform. But I know that the right wing, the racist are opposed to it. And I don't know what's going to happen to it. But I know this. We've got to stay in the street and we've got to we've got to demand justice.
0: As a black man, despite all of the efforts,
2: I feel like nothing changes. And George Floyd is waking so many people up. nothing has happened just you know despite the rhetoric but what what needs to happen that's different this year than all the years before. we're
1: looking for a guilty verdict we're looking for a guilty verdict and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George floyd if nothing does not happen then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we got, we cannot go away.
3: And not just manslaughter, right? I mean,
1: oh no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is this is guilty. For murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. It's murder. Coming, what happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear
3: you. What happens? What should, what should protesters do? Well,
1: we, we got to stay on the street uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business.
0: All right, so there's a lot there. I was writing some of it down during during the clip. Okay, so first off, I want to be clear about something I said before. Uh, I think I said she lives in a roughly $5 million mansion. It's $4.5 million. She's had a government job for 40 years. I, I don't know how she afforded that mansion in a district that she doesn't Even live in. Uh, But okay, that's one thing. Uh, So there's a bunch there that she says. Now, first off, of course, she blames the right wingers and the racists. They don't want justice to happen, yes, because everything's about the right wingers and the racists. We know that. She says, we're looking for a guilty verdict. Uh, And as far as I'm concerned, it's more than first degree. Now, that is what the process is doing right now. There is a trial, right? There is a presumption of innocence. There is guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. There is all of these things that the lady of justice who's blindfolded, that she is dealing with right now, the proverbial she, um, just because Maxine Moore, as far as I'm concerned, I want a guilty verdict. Well, thank God, Maxine, you're not the judge, jury, and executioner. Now, whatever happens here happens, and we can look at the system and say, this is wrong, that is wrong. We have to deal with policing differently more cameras, like the litany of things that we all know we could maybe tweak or discuss or all that. But she's basically saying if I, an elected representative of the United States government, do not get what I want, we will stay in the streets forever. And also she said, we will get more confrontational. Now, that's basically saying, Right, like she's basically saying, yes, we will get more violent. We will burn more things down. We will throw more Molotov cocktails. We will destroy more businesses. We will threaten more people and stop more cars and break more windows and whatever else that we want to do. At what point? I've been bringing this up for the last couple of weeks. At what point do the progressives uh, are? At what point are they no longer? going by the oath that they swore to protect the Constitution, right? I mean, that's what they have to do if you're in the House of Representatives, if you're the President of the United States, if you're a senator, that's what you do. You swear to protect the the, the laws of this country. And she's saying, actually, if we don't get a judicial verdict that we like, we will take to the streets. And in essence, she's saying, yeah, we'll burn it down. We will get more confrontational. Um, this is seriously, dangerous stuff, and of course, the right wing, the right wing and the racist. But if, if you're new to Maxine Waters, maybe you're saying, Dave, Dave, you're taking Maxine Waters out of context. There, I doubt you can't show me other video from a few months ago where she was also inciting violence against a group of people. That type of video can't exist.
1: you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store at a gasoline station. You get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore,
0: anywhere. You create a crowd, you push back on them, you tell them they're not welcome. Let's pretend this was one of those right-wing maniacs that the media is always talking about. Those scary right-wingers, those evil Trumpers. Imagine them saying that. We're, you know, we're gonna scare those people, tell those people they're not welcome. The progressives are everything they purport the rest of us to be. Scratch a progressive and find an authoritarian. That's exactly what is going on here. They are the ones instigating violence. Please, please, I welcome you guys to do this. I'll even go into the YouTube comment section myself. Please show me where Donald Trump was inciting violence any more than what the two videos we just showed you of Maxine Waters, including on January 6th, okay? When he told people to do it peacefully. And again, now we're finding out that the police were told to stand down and basically let people into the Capitol. Please give me one instance where Donald Trump or any Republican politician called in any way for something that could be construed as violence in any more of a way than what you just saw that woman do, okay? what she did literally this weekend and what she did months ago. Get in their face. They will not have peace. You know, what, what was the other line? More confrontation. More confrontation, okay? Please show it to me. And and at what point are these people, are, the, are they culpable for the violence that they're putting on the streets? But don't worry, guys. I saw a video this morning tweeted out by Reverend Al Sharpton, because when there's a crisis, there's nobody who can pour gasoline on it like that guy. And he took a video, posted it on his Twitter. I mean, the gall of this, Freak, he of walking onto his private plane to head to mini to Minnesota and it's like oh boy I guess this thing has made you a couple bucks buddy like why would you want people to know you're getting on a private plane if you're there for social justice and America is racist and the and the green New Deal and climate and all of that but it's like John Kerry you know what I mean he can fly all over the world in his airplane powered by ketchup or something. Anyway, it's all just, these people are just ridiculous. But anyway, if you think I'm being sort of hyperbolic or over the top about what's happening in our cities right now, we put a little compilation for you.
3: i nice. going nice to here. Keep moving, keep moving. Keep moving. that's <laughs>
0: I mean, that literally looks like I am legend. This is happening in several cities in the United States. There is basically a mob invasion, right? We talk about an online mob a lot. Well, that's the online mob. These people coordinate online, they go in, they burn buildings, they attack people, they throw Molotov cocktails and the rest of it. And where is anyone standing up against it? Please show me a Democrat standing up against it. We've got a couple of Republicans standing up against it, not that it does anything. But where is anyone saying anything about this? Now imagine, just imagine for a moment, if there were Trump supporters and people with American flags wrapped around them, as opposed to just black outfits. And it's so great that everyone has to wear a mask these days so you can never figure out who anyone is. Imagine if there were Trump supporters all over the country doing this, right? What would the media be saying? What would Joe Biden be saying? Well, Joe Biden doesn't even know where he is, but he also thinks that Antifa is just an idea. Does that look like just an idea to you? And let me just say one other thing about this and then we'll move on, which is that even if, even if all of the police killings, any of the incidences that these people purport to care about, even if they were 100% right on all of them, right? Let's say there's no question without a doubt that the killing of George Floyd was unjust. Let's say there was no question, without a doubt, that the the killing the other day of uh, Dante Wright was. Let's say that one was completely warranted. Um, or, you know, completely unjust. All of the things that they say, right? Would burning down cities, would be, would destroying federal property, public property, private property, would all of this stuff still be warranted? And if you think, if the answer is yes, if you think, well, even if. Everything that they're fighting for, if because everything they're fighting for and right is right in essence, because of that, they can do whatever they want, you are saying to people that anyone who believes they have a just cause can basically do whatever they want. So they can destroy whatever they want, they can probably kill whoever they want, and this is just the beginning. If you think that your silence is gonna let this stuff go away, if you think somebody's gonna come save you or something like that, it ain't gonna happen. We're gonna play a, a video tomorrow, but even right now, as we're speaking, just in the last hour or so, Ron DeSantis in Florida is signing laws that are gonna make a clear distinction between protest and riot. Because of course you can protest, but once you start rioting, and then of course, what do they also do? They also defund the police, so now you have no ability to push back on this stuff. So it's just it's just a whole bunch of of bad stuff. And and are you gonna see this analyzed properly? if you just watch corporate media. I suspect that you won't. All right, guys, two more stories for you, but before we get to it, I wanna talk to you about Hartford Gold You know, I spent a lot of time talking about cancel culture and how the left tries to silence people and issues that they don't wanna hear about. Well, here's something we cannot cancel no matter how hard we close our eyes or plug our ears. The Biden administration is spending excessively while killing energy jobs and dragging out lockdowns. We're still locked down for two more months here in California, by the way. Uh, This can be catastrophic for the American dollar, which is why it's smart to invest in things that are real with intrinsic value, which is why I'm encouraging you to invest in gold. I recommend you speak With my friends at American Hartford Gold, they say they sell physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA plus. They make it easy and with an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. I know you'll come to trust them too. When you give them a call today, they'll give you up to $1,500 worth of free silver with your first order. So now's a great time to check them out. Call 866-219-9311. That's 866-219-9311 or text Ruben R-U-B-I-N, to 65532. Don't wait, secure your financial future with gold. And now back to me. Okay, so let's talk about lockdowns because it is about 90 degrees today in LA. It's a warm SoCal day. And I don't want to get myself in any trouble, but I might have had an illegal party here on Friday night with about 35 people, and it might have gone until about four a.m. And believe it, you believe it or not, nobody narked on us, okay? And this is all hypothetical, of course, but I did have some level of worry, are we gonna get, you know, busted or locked down or you know, taken out, but nobody did because I think people are just starting to ignore all this nonsense. And we actually had a neighbor here that threw a huge outdoor wedding yesterday and there was music blasting and tons of people there, and people have just had it. They've just had it with all the endless nonsense. Uh, but the, the government in uh, the United States and especially Canada and in certain states in the United States is getting worse. They are, they are still trying to push this craziness. Uh, so first we've got from the New York Post, a little something that's going on in Oregon right now. You're, you're not gonna believe this. So Oregon is bucking the trend. They're floating an idea to require masks and social distancing indefinitely. One of the state's top health officials wants to require masks and social distancing in all businesses indefinitely. So what what in essence is happening here that in all of these states, you know, they say okay, we're going to do it for 2 weeks, then then a month, and then they have to get like authorization again. It's different in every state, and it's also very unclear if they even have the power to do any of this. So again, right now, Gavin Newsom in California, even though he's telling us everyone can be vaccinated and we have 5 million vaccinations already in and everything's great and it's the spring and it's warm and all that, he still has an arbitrary date. June 15th is the arbitrary date where things can fully open up again. And then still people, because of the, the mental damage that's been done to people, people are still gonna be wearing masks, people are still gonna be afraid to go out and everything else. I think Gavin Newsom should be in jail. I, I have no problem saying that. The guy has abused his authority. There is no science behind any of this. And again, I think, I think over the next couple of years, we're gonna just see tons of lawsuits that these people did things for political purposes. The reason he's choosing January uh, June 15th is because he knows that's when it's closer to the time that the recall will actually be triggered because they're looking at all the, all the signatures right now. And he needs something to be like, oh, I've given something to you people, I'm letting you open up. But it's, it's all complete nonsense. Uh, but if you think Oregon pushing the idea that uh, we're gonna just have lockdowns and social distancing and masks forever, if you think that's bad, this is wild. So this is CPAC of Ontario, Canada, Canada, and there are legislature, legislators who are talking about enhancing police powers to enforce stricter lockdowns. This is just completely insane, take a look.
2: We have implemented the strictest measures in all of North America. And the difficult truth is, every public health measure we have left comes with a massive cost to people and their lives. But we have never shied away from doing what's necessary.
4: We have made the deliberate decision to temporarily enhance police officers' authority for the duration of the stay-at-home order. Moving forward, police will have the authority to require any individual who is not in a place of residence to, first, provide their purpose for not being at home, and provide their home address. Police will also have the authority to stop a vehicle, to inquire about an individual's reason for leaving their residence.
2: And our inspectors will also be ensuring that those who absolutely must come to work are strictly following the public health measures. For our employers and employees, take note. This is your last warning. If someone sees um, uh, their neighbors uh, breaking these, these new regulations um, and, and having a party in their yard, that sort of thing, should should people call police on their neighbors?
4: In terms of people calling, Um, to snitch, to inform. Um, Look, we all have a personal responsibility. If it means saving lives, then I think we have to think about what your social responsibilities are as an individual to make sure that you don't empower other people and invite a whole bunch of individuals to your home.
0: Let me talk directly to you guys, you Ontario, Canada legislators. You guys are evil Nazi motherfuckers, okay? You understand what we just heard there? You should snitch on people at the end. Police now will be empowered to just pull you over and ask whatever they want. If they see someone not at home, they can basically ask for your papers and what you're doing out on the street. How do you think evil spreads? This is how evil spreads. These are bad brainwashed people and there is a disease of the mind spreading across the West and Canada, Boy, are you guys jealous of our second amendment now? Because it would at least have more pushback if that was coming in the United States. But I suspect Canadians who in many cases are are just kind of nice and stay out of people's lives, that they're folding quicker. I think they're just folding quicker uh, than say Americans would. Not all Canadians, there are plenty of Canadians fighting it. You know, that Jordan Peterson guy up there and my buddy Gad Sad and Viva Frey. There's a bunch of other people. Ezra Levant over at the Rebel. There's a bunch of people fighting it. But those are horrific, bone chilling statements that those people are saying, what they are gonna do with law enforcement and make sure you are trapped in your house. And again, I say this as the backdrop of, even if at this point, we knew COVID was gonna kill 10% of the people on earth, which we obviously know isn't true. And by the way, in Texas, uh, it's completely bottoming out right now and they've been open for a month. So we'll get to Fauci in a second but we know that opening up is not causing any problems. okay? But even if it was gonna kill 10 freaking percent of the people on earth at this point, a year and a half later, this is all nonsense. I would say you have to open up anyway. And actually in retrospect, and I just wrote about this in my book, in retrospect, I I don't think there should have been any measures taken, that would be my personal feelings on this, that you should have been able to do what you want. And if you were concerned about it, you could have stayed home. And if you wanted to wear masks, you could have worn masks and all of that other stuff. But if you think what is going on right now, that Canada becoming a fascist state, which is exactly what's happening, what would you do in a fascist state? What would you do? You'd have police that are empowered to do whatever they want. You'd make people hold their papers. You'd keep people locked up. You'd keep them uh, nervous about fighting back from the government. You would keep people snitching on their neighbors. That's all the stuff that we just heard from those people, okay? It's coming, it's coming, and perhaps it's here if you're watching from Canada. And, and if that's upsetting to you, then you, you maybe have a little bit of a window of time that you can do something about it. But let's, uh, let's show you this chart. This is from Statista, and they have proven, which we've known now, for quite some time that there is no correlation between lockdowns and per capita COVID deaths, okay? So take a look at the chart right there. California and Florida basically did the same exact thing despite the fact that California has a significantly younger population. Florida has the second oldest population. Michigan did about the same as Texas. Michigan, hugely locked down. California, hugely locked down. Florida, not. Texas, not the worst performers. New Jersey, which is still somewhat locked down. New York, which is still somewhat locked down. And Massachusetts, and all of those are probably related to nursing home deaths. So yeah, Cuomo should be in jail too. I mean, these people need to be removed from office. At this point, I really see no other way around it. If you've killed an awful lot of people, if you've destroyed lives and destroyed businesses as as a public official, you need to be removed from office. Uh, you know, like you need to be sued and you need to be removed from office. It's, it's as simple as that. The stuff doesn't work. And again, right now, the buffoon, elitist, jackass, Gavin Newsom, who is in charge of the state, still has us locked down for about seven more weeks. Absolutely insane. But if you think that the insanity is just coming from the governors. It's not, because it's just sort of an acquiescence of everybody. So Fauci, who's pretty much got everything wrong the entire time and who's now in many ways the biggest anti-vaxxer there is because he keeps telling people once they have the vaccine, they should keep social distancing and wearing masks and everything else. Well, he, he did the Sunday shows. He did the Sunday shows because that's what he is. He's a PR man in essence for vaccine companies at this point, more than a public health official, although he is the highest paid person in the US government, that is absolutely true. Uh, this is a video of Fauci on CNN talking about restrictions related to vaccinated people.
3: The obvious question is why are there any restrictions? There are because in a certain situation, one can get vaccinated, have no clinical disease at all, but get infected and not even know it, and have replication of virus in your nasopharynx and inadvertently transmit it to somebody else who might actually be unvaccinated and get ill. That's the reason why you wanna wear a mask. Fauci
0: is an, he's an, an, an anti-vaxxer, not an anti-masker. He's an anti-vaxxer. That's what he is. He basically just said in a certain situation, a vaccinated person could get something and that could spread it to someone else. Then what's the point of being vaccinated? And even if that is true, I'm not even telling you that the specific thing that he said there isn't true, okay? But the point is, if it is true, you st- we still have to move on with life. We still have to move on with life. This guy is the grift that never stops grifting. He just keeps wanting more and more power, more and more publicity, more and more appearances on these shows. It's absolutely ridiculous. How are you going to tell the American public that everyone should be vaccinated and then also tell us that when you're vaccinated, you should still be distancing, you should still be wearing masks, you should still not be going out. And Joe Biden's telling us we can have small backyard parties with our family on July 4th, maybe if we're good. Jesus Christ, Fauci's 2019 salary, by the way, $417,000. That's more than I make. Is that more than you make? And uh, he's done that with you know his main goal of keeping people locked in their houses and depressed. Uh, let's show you uh, two more here. So now this is from MSNBC, because he makes his way around. You know He gets on MSNBC, he gets on CNN. Neither one of them will put me on, that's all right. Uh, and here he is talking about how vaccinated people could still carry the infection. Why does a vaccinated person have to wear a mask?
3: OK, this is something that as we get more information, it's going to be pulling back that you won't have to. But the, currently, the reason is that when you get vaccinated, you are clearly diminishing dramatically your risk of getting infected. That's one of the things we've got to make sure everybody understands. You dramatically diminish it. However, what happens is that you might get infected and get absolutely no symptoms, not know you're infected, and then inadvertently go into a situation with vulnerable people. And if you don't have a mask, you might inadvertently infect them. Now, there's a small risk of that, but it's there. The other thing is that there may be variants that are circulating. We know New York area has their own variant a 526. There's a South African variant. Fortunately for us, Chuck, the 117 variant that is dominant in Europe and in UK is also now dominant in the United States. Thank goodness the vaccine works very well
0: against that variant. So what? So what, Fauci? Even if some of that is true, even if some of that is true, we have to move on at this point. And you're not even telling us that that all is true. And what, in essence, he's saying is that if this then there could be a small chance. There's a small chance that I could walk out of my house and get hit by lightning, but I still walk out of my house every now and again. Ah, he's just terrible. Oh, and by the way, I think he's racist because he said the South Africa variant. And when we called this the China virus, that was racist. So I guess he's racist against South Africans now too. Um, Just absolutely, absolutely insane. Uh, But this is a beautiful moment. This is a beautiful moment. So this is this morning now Fauci was uh, talking, to, talking to Congress, and uh, Representative Steve Scalise had a, made a pretty damn good point. Let's take a look.
2: Dr. Fauci, does this look like social distancing to you that you require when you talk about six feet? No. So in these cells, as you just said, they're violating the very guidance that you tell Americans to follow, a a restaurant in the United States would be shut down today if they were being run like this. Yet the federal government, the Biden administration is running this facility. You can see all of these young children who are next to each other, six inches apart, many without masks, by the way. Does that follow your guidance that you've issued? No. Well then, why would the Biden administration not go and stop this? I I think one of the reasons is because President Biden and. Vice President Harris won't even go see this for themselves. That's why I keep urging strongly that they go to the border. Uh, I'd love for you all to go to the border to see this so you can at least give recommendations. They're violating every guidance that Americans are required to follow.
0: That's a golf clap for Representative Steve Solis, who was shot at actually during the congressional softball game a couple years ago by a Bernie-supporting tolerant progressive lefty, in case you forgot that story. That story went away pretty quickly because it was a lefty shooting, one of those scary right-wingers, remember that? Um, He makes a great point, like if at this point, we are to believe that any of this is real, if we are supposed to believe any of it, then why are we keeping these kids in cages? Why are they not socially distanced? As he said, some of them are not wearing masks. And Fauci, to his credit, he actually, in this case, he admitted it, he's like, no, that's not cool. But Biden hasn't been down there, cackling Kamala hasn't been down there, and nothing is gonna change. But you would think, I mean, you would think we had to end the world in essence in the last year, right? We ended Western society. We paused everything. We destroyed lives because of this uh, pandemic. Now you would think, well, if then all of these people are coming in and we're putting them in cages and they're gonna spread it, we're gonna send them throughout the country, that might be a problem. But notice nothing's gonna happen because of this. Nothing's gonna happen. And, and Fauci knows it, and that's a great job by Scalise to endlessly call out the hypocrisy. And I think that's what more and more people have to do, call out the hypocrisy and then just start going on with your life. And that's why I was so happy uh, this past weekend, because yes, we actually did have a party and we had about 40 people and we lasted for about eight hours and it was indoors and it was outdoors and we had tequila and we had pizza and we had wine and we had cookies, okay? Um, And guess what? I don't think anyone died. As far, maybe I'll get an email later today, a couple people died. But as far as I know, nobody did. As I told you, we had, had, a couple neighbors, the neighbors a few doors away had a huge wedding. People are just going to start ignoring all of this. And the other part is that I think what's going to happen is police are going to start ignoring this. They're going to start ignoring the orders. You know, one of the things that happened with the real Nazis way back when is one of the excuses that the, the sort of foot soldiers gave was I was just following orders. And when everyone just says, I'm just following orders, well then you get an order from up top. So let's say Hitler says something and then you've got Mengele and you've got, you know, all of the other really bad people that everyone knows their names, right? You've got Eichmann and everybody else, but then the generals and all the way down to the foot soldiers, to the police, to everything else. I was just following orders. I I didn't have anything to do with, I was just following orders. But I think more and more people are gonna stop following the orders and more and more people should. I know for a fact, I was actually at a party last weekend and police showed up and the police basically were all saying, cause I went out there, well, we don't wanna have to do this. We don't wanna have to do this. And I think enough is enough. Enough is enough. These people, and okay, so now let me get you to the, to the positive part, right? Cause I always try to end you with something positive. The, the positive part is more and more people are waking up. I assure you. And I was thinking about it this weekend, you know, in this last year, for as crazy as this has been and for as crazy as it's gonna be and and the next coming week or 10 days or maybe more is gonna be even worse because of what's gonna happen because of people like Maxine Waters. They want violence and it is coming, okay? But I want you to think about your life for a second. Do you think a little more seriously about your life? Did you do some things in the last year, whether that was learning to protect your family by getting a gun or think about what school you're sending your kids to or how you wanna live meaning commute to work or not commute to work? Or do you live in the right house because you don't have an office and you need to put more money into that? Or are you married to the right person? Or are you friends with your local community? Or do you live close enough to your family? Or all of those things. I think this last year and a half has given us an extraordinary opportunity to fix things. And I know it. And I know it because I I talk to you guys in the Rubin Report community all the time. I know people are doing stuff. I got a gun this, well, I got more than one gun this year. I got guns this year. We started a garden, several gardens this year. Um, We worked on a whole bunch of other stuff, a whole bunch of other stuff to enrich our lives this year. And I think a lot of people have started doing that. A lot of people have started to realize the government is not the answer. Joe Biden ain't coming to save you. And if you live in Canada, you got a real series of problems. Those are horrific, awful people. that that you know somehow rule over you, I suppose. Um, but the silver lining to all of this is that in many ways, what this feels like is it feels like the system that's collapsing. So as we watch the institutions that I always talk about collapsing, like who in their right mind would be like, you know, I should be saving $80,000 a year to send my child to a college right now. Like you'd have to be an idiot to do that. So now you can think about it differently. And maybe you could say, you know, instead of sending my kid to some brainwashing institute that Bernie Sanders wants to be free, right? Even if they make it free and forget the 80 grand. Well, how about, okay, I saved money up for my child to go to college all these years. He's 12 now, let's say. And you know, when he's 17, instead of that, I'm gonna say to him, well, here's 20 grand to get going, you know, get a decent apartment and get going. But you know what, the rest of that money that we save for you, that's gonna be for a down payment on a house. Like I think there's so many interesting ways we can start thinking about the future in new ways on top of crypto and all of the incredibly cool technological stuff that is happening right now. By the way, you know, I've been teasing for quite some time that we had a major announcement related to locals and I've sort of made the announcement subtly on the locals community already just for subscribers, but tomorrow we are going public with some major news. So tomorrow morning we will make a major, major game changing announcement related to locals. So there is cool stuff happening out there. I promise you and just keep finding the people who, who wanna live in a world that you wanna live in and stop being afraid of these awful people. And, and, try, and if you're a lawyer, start looking into how do we start suing these people? These people should be gone from public life, as simple as that. I don't believe in violently attacking them. I don't believe in burning down Maxine Waters' $4.5 million mansion, but I do believe that these people are now negligent. They are ignoring their oath of office and they don't deserve our time. They don't deserve our attention. And they don't, they certainly don't reser- deserve our respect. So the silver lining is there is good things happening. I just know it. I know if you're watching this show that that you've done something in your life in the last year to get it a little more in order. I just know it. It doesn't mean everything's in order, right? They also closed gyms and people started drinking more and eating more and doing takeout. But like, if you could just start getting yourself in order now, I, now I'm sounding very Jordan Peterson-y, I guess. But I think that's where it starts. Clean your room and then we'll see about this world thing. Uh, guys, speaking of all of that, part one of my interview with Chef Andrew Gruhl, who is just an absolute freaking all-star. This guy uh, from Slapfish uh, Restaurant Group, got a bunch of restaurants, mostly in OC, and we're gonna do a live meetup at one of them in the next couple of weeks. Um, he has been one of the major fighters against the lockdowns. He put his, his public persona, and his business and his money and his family on the line to fight all this stuff. And he's just absolutely great. Check out part one of our interview. And he really goes into how crazy these lockdowns are and how the government just screwed up everything. One really interesting clip that I posted on Twitter this morning about how, when they had to lay off all these people at the beginning and then when he want, when he could start opening up and once they were able to sort of figure out how they could move forward, that basically all his employees were like, no, we're not coming back to work because we're getting $1,200 a week from the government. So why should we work? So it just goes into how screwed up the government is, how they're just constantly putting a bandaid on something that they screwed up in the first place. The full interview, of course, is up already ad-free at, at rubinreport.locals.com. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a busy day for me. I hope you have a good one. As I said, major announcement tomorrow, I believe, at 8 a.m. Pacific. Stay tuned, stay strong, and don't stay right there. I mean, go take a walk or something. All right, goodbye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join RubenReportLocals.com.